Before we get on with this episode, if you are triggered by any of the following, you may want to skip out on this one. Rape, inebriated sex, drug use, driving under the influence, disregard for personal autonomy. Once again, we were joined by a special guest who shares her personal story. She was brave to do so. Now, onto the show. Hello, I'm Stephen Morrow. And I'm Christopher Philippi. And this is The Podcast Podcast with Benefits. On today's episode, we talk about The Incredible Hulk, LSD Demons, Back Rubs with a Butt Chin, Pudding Cups, A Visit to the Murder Slash Massage Shack, and Aggressive Nipple Touching. So, I was in your restroom, and... There's no way that this can be good. (laughs) It's already... And I was trying to find some material to use to start us off with. Um, (laughs) That sounds way worse than than it is, but... There's lotion So, while I was, you know, just kind of looking at your restroom, and it's it's a completely normal restroom, I'm washing my hands, and the soap just like a fucking cartoon shoots up out of my hands and I'm like grasping for it and it falls behind the toilet. God damn it. And so I pick up the the now dirty soap and I wash the soap off and then I put the soap... Hold which, on, can soap get dirty? Well, it had like, you know, floor dusties on it, you know. Oh, okay. And okay, I didn't want to have enough. that for somebody else so I, I rinsed the soap off. I didn't... You can't wash soap. I don't know. It's... A fucking paradox, but <laughs> anywho, it was comical and terrifying, and I dropped the soap in your restroom. Um, but then I put the soap on top of the soap, which was slippery, <laughs> and that's a trap in itself. So you're just you're asking for trouble in that bathroom. I actually specifically designed the bathroom so that people drop the soap. <laughs> uh, I wasn't gonna take it there, but. There it is. Well, that that's actually the real reason why Andreas got the king cock. I don't understand why you got the biggest one. I'm still not... I don't understand why you'd get the largest... I'm missing some context. Okay. So, from episode one, for earlier in our podcasting, uh, Stephen and Andreas... Uh, got a large dildo, a very large dildo, the largest one that they could purchase at the time, apparently. If you're buying a dildo for yourself, the first one you've ever bought, would you buy the largest one? Probably not. Probably not! (laughs) I I was hoping you were just going to say probably. (laughs) And that's fine. There's no judgment there. It's just, it's like, it's like ordering a, a, a longer than foot long sub. Like, it's, it's a lot. Your, your eyes are bigger than... Well, your anus, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it's okay. It's something, even if, if even if it doesn't work right right off the bat, it's something you can like grow into. You know, you don't yeah. have to ever go grow back and purchase uh, another one. So. I had to grow into my dick actually. <laughs> <laughs> Usually for people, it's the opposite. The dick grows into the person, but uh, no, I had to grow into my dick. Your special case. Congratulations. Very special. Case. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, we're here with Natalie. Yes. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, do you want to do you want to share anything about yourself to the to the listeners? Um, hello, my name is Natalie, and I am here <laughs> to join the show. Uh, I'm. I guess I need some more prompting. What kind of? What do you like? What? What's, What's on your mind? I mean, when so when we approached you to come on the show, and again, thank you very much for taking the time out of your schedule to come come with us. You're always teabagging. Every time we have a guest, I'm just, you're in the corner teabagging. Okay. It's, maybe it'll be my running gag this season. Um, it's cold out. I like to have a warm beverage. I'm talking a lot. Go fuck yourself. Anyway. So, as I was saying, thank you very much for coming. And us. I really appreciate it. Um, when Stephen said, hey, Natalie, we have this podcast. We talk about love, sex, and relationships. Would you like to join us? And I'm sure at some point you eventually agreed. Uh, what was on your mind? You know, what, what did you think you might want to discuss with us? So actually, when Stephen, when you reached out about that, I actually was, I felt very honored. And I was like, yes, I would love to. Because I, being a person who enjoys podcasts, uh, thought it would be a really cool opportunity to be on a podcast. Like, what? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I immediately started thinking of stories that, like, I would like to share and to tell because, first of all, they're weird. But um, everybody, I feel like, has stories that they're not super um, comfortable sharing all the time. But they make really great stories. And I wish people would be more open about some of those experiences just because it helps you relate to people on a deeper level when you can hear these dumb, stupid experiences, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. It's very much why we're here is is that exact mindset. If, you know, there's... there's We think sometimes embarrassing or, or stories that... Uh, stories that we're not necessarily proud of but there's still stories that can unite us and, and bring us yeah. closer together. So I mean, what are we if not just a series of dumb, stupid experiences? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really it. Just gets down to the nitty gritty of of what it means to be a human. I yeah, think. I think so. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I this is technically a, a second opportunity for you to be on a podcast. It uh, is because uh, we go back uh, quite a little bit uh, when. Uh, I was first trying to do podcasts uh, at sort of the dawn of More Than Friends, and we recorded the first podcast ever that I had ever done, and uh, apparently we didn't actually hit record. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're already off to a better start. So Are we sure about that? Yes, yes, okay, I'm good. sure about that. <laughs> good, good, good. Just making sure. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, so thank you for joining me a second time. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, you said you had you had some dumb, stupid experiences. So now I'm curious. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the um, this may actually be the most recent one, and I think that's why it was like the first, like one that is coming to mind as of right now. Um. So all right. 
<laughs> like where to begin? Um, so it all started with um, some coworkers at my previous job, and we would go to this tavern that was nearby, and it just it was a fun thing. We would go there like once a month or so, and like um, this one night, I probably had just a little too much to drink, and uh, my friend and I we co-worker and I she's a friend I can call a friend um <laughs> she we we saw this one guy who was absolutely like the tallest person we've either seen <laughs> in real life like he and he was not only tall but he was like physically like just broad and we're like he's the Hulk like he is just <laughs> clearly the Hulk like this is real life Hulk and so my friend uh was like let's go touch his nipples <laughs> so <laughs> Wow. Wow. That escalated so (laughs) fucking fast. I'm sorry. I was not expecting that. Not at all. No, I wasn't either. I wasn't either. uh, Let's go sexually accost this gentleman. (laughs) Fuck. All right. If If I saw the Hulk in public, the last thing I would want to do is, well, just like, if it's genuinely the Incredible Hulk, whether it's Lou Ferrigno or just straight up comic book Hulk, his nipples are exposed anyway. Oh, that is but, true. That is however, true. That is true. I have a feeling that this gentleman's nipples were not exposed. They were not. No shoes, no shirt, no service. He had to wear a shirt walking into this tavern. So, right. right. so go on. <laughs> okay, so more context about that was um, this is something she would frequently do. She would talk to gentlemen. <laughs> What? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to explain, don't I? <laughs> okay, so oh she would she would talk to people. To, she'd talk to guys at the bar. They'd end up like buying her a drink or something, and then like somehow it would just come up like, "Can I touch your nipple?" And most of the time, the guys are like, "That's weird, but okay." And um, <laughs> maybe I should try that. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens, you know? <laughs> well, you know, it, I just I thought it was funny because um, a lot of times they would return the question like. Well, you touch mine, can I touch yours? And she's like, no. And they're like, well, how is that fair? And she's like, it's not. <laughs> um, it's not fair, no. Yeah, but you can't do it. So, And thanks for the free drink. So, um, But anyway, so she wanted to talk to this guy and touch his nipple. Like, it just was on her to-do list. So, um, <laughs> you look like you have I, 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 I do. I'm saving them. I'm going ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. It's okay. so many. So many questions. <laughs> it's... It's okay. It's all right. Well, okay. So what ended up what ended up happening is, you know, so this guy we finally got him to to like Roughly even how, look down. How at tall us. are we talking? I mean, um, seven foot something. Like, okay. I, okay. He was up there. Seven foot. All right. And all like, right. And how wide boat? are we talking? Um, uh, I don't. Can I like hold my hands up? Can the microphone pick that up? Uh, it sounds know, like, like about. Like so that. okay, if well, as a seven a foot individual, I mean, she held her hands out farther than my shoulders, and I'm a broad dude. Um, so if you're seven feet tall, generally you're skinny. I mean, like there, you know, unless you're you know basketball athlete status. Uh, was this guy muscular? Was he husky? Um, like he had some muscle, but it wasn't all muscle. Okay, so okay. yeah, I mean, that's a, that is a lot of calories to have to input just to be that massive. That is true, yeah. Um, so these, this is a big nipple we're talking about. These are like pancake nipples. Like salami. <laughs> right. So, right. actually... <laughs> oh, oh. Surprisingly, uh, no, very, very 
Can I say average? I haven't actually went around touching like many men. So like average nipple on large man. Yeah. So like, like they were really. It's not like they weren't like large pancake nipples or anything like that. They were just normal. So hold on. How did you get to the point where you could see the nipple? There we go. Okay, so well, you didn't actually like see the nipple. You just touched the nipple through the shirt. Okay. All right. So, like, my well, I want to say my friend and I, but I didn't actually do it because I felt really awkward. And so I'm watching my friend, like, draw her finger all over his chest, all of his trying neck, to find the nipple. trying to find the nipple. And then she's like, oh, there it is. That's a good party like, game. You know? In the tail of the donkey, find the nipple on yeah, the Yeah, poke the nipple. Yeah. If you could poke the nipple on the first try, you get a free drink. I don't know. Okay. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, <laughs> so the point is, we end up getting to talk to this guy, and he did buy his drinks. And um, so my friend kind of loses interest and goes on and talks with some other people. But I continue having this conversation with this guy. And I do want to point out that we were both a little drunk. Like a lot of drunk, actually. Like we went... (laughs) uh, uh, I'm deciding, should I skip ahead to the part that matters? But No, no, no. It's the journey. It's all flavor. It is, yeah. yeah. All right, well, here's some more flavor. So like we're in the middle of the bar. And like, I don't know, we start making out. And I don't remember why we did, like, that was not a good idea. Because I'm there with all my coworkers. And they see me, like, throat deep in this random guy. Like, they go to (laughs) turn over, like, hey, Natalie. And, like, my face is gone. Like, I, they can't, yeah. And so that was startling for them. Anyway, so we, um, this guy and I, we end up leaving the tavern. We got in my car to go to a hotel. Did he fit in your car? He did, but he had to put the seat all the way back. Sure. And and he didn't Knees fix it. Later, so he just has to origami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was it was <laughs> it was so awkward when he tried to get in the car because he had to get in before he could really adjust the seat very well. And so, man, if only I could share like just a little video clip of how that <laughs> looks. Um, but anyway, so we went to go to this hotel. I had no business driving, but I did. Made it to the hotel, parked perfectly in my parking spot. I'll have you know that. Wow. Um, and I remember when we went in to to ask for a room, um, he tried paying for it, and his card rejected mm. like three times. Mm, and yeah. so like this lady is looking at him like I can't keep trying the card like it's not working. Yeah. And he's like, try it again, try it again. And I was like, you know what? Let me get this. Let me get this, please. Um, so I got the room, and it was like it was like 150 bucks, and I was like, damn. Jesus. Like I was like, why did we have to go to the most expensive place? It was the closest one nearby. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know why we went. And um, so the night, like we got a, a king size bed, and like you know I was excited. You know we had the, the an hour plus of some tension building like and i really like tall dudes like because i'm a tall lady i think comparatively speaking to other ladies like i'm a tall lady how tall are you i am 510 okay i guess that matters you it's know, just probably to share, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to share yeah um but anyway so i really like you know tall guys and um so i'm really excited for this night and <laughs> so we drunkenly attempt to start having sex it takes him a little bit to like, you know, get hard. And like, I get it, you know, whiskey alcohol. Yeah, yeah, it's, whiskey it's, it's a real. thing. It's, it's real. Thing. Absolutely real. So, it's thwarted me many a night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we were actually in the middle of having sex. And I was, I was, you know, really into it just mentally. It's been a long time and I was like really looking forward to it. So I tried doing this thing, which I've never done before. And I wanted to be sexy and like take my nails and like scratch it up his, his back. Oh no. And 
And as soon as I did that, he like stops mid thrust and he's like, oh, and he like lays on me and, and he was like, can you keep doing that? And so I, I'm like, okay, I scratch his back. And then next thing you know, he's snoring. He is snoring. Yeah, the, the way he said that, I mean, I could just envision his body language and even the, the slight moan you let out. Like yeah. I let that, I let that out that same <laughs> moan when when someone runs their fingers through my hair like it's it's a, just a relaxing feeling but that relaxing is the opposite of what i'm trying to do if you know exactly yeah. that was not what i was going for like it was supposed to be like a sexy thing not mm-hmm. a relaxing i want you to fall asleep on me kind of thing so i have the hulk crushing me <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh and that's my life that's i'm pay, just in there and you got to pay 150 dollars for the experience. and i got to pay 150 dollars <laughs> for it yeah so you had to pay 150 dollars to not have sex and to have the hulk Suffocate you. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that. Um, so he was. I unfortunately like the memory of it. Time is a little distorted just because I, you know, intoxicated. Sure. At some point, he was not laying on me, and I went. And I got sick in the bathroom and spent like another two hours in the bathroom. Yeah. And at least then, he didn't get sick on the Hulk. You know, even if I did, like he'd <laughs> he'd, he'd, yeah. he'd, he'd be like, it doesn't matter. Like, oh, that feels good. Can you do it again? Yeah, he'll just more. Back yeah, more. Yeah. 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 He's right in. <laughs> Just, well, <laughs> anyway, so the morning comes. So we do eventually, we are eventually able to have sex in the morning. Mm, and and good. I remember it. And like, but there was no more like excitement about it. It was almost like, hey, because I fucked up last night, we're just going to try again this morning. And so I just, I wasn't feeling like as into it because I was kind of hungover. But regardless, you know. So there was no buildup. It was, yeah, there it was, was just no build up. like, you know, it's like watching an, an action movie or a suspense movie. And then you cut right to like the the climax. Yeah, you can't just. You well, it's, yeah. like, the it's like right before right before the climax of the film. You pause the you film. You pause it and watch it the next you morning. You sleep yeah, yeah, and then you yeah. wake up and you're right. like, "All right, here's the last right. five minutes." Right. That's, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Couldn't say it better myself. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So in the morning, he was like, "I'm super hungry. Let's go to Golden Corral." And so that's the worst decision so far. <laughs> <laughs> in the whole story but I mean because he's a big guy he wanted a lot of food and and he was like I'll, I'll pay for it because you know you've got the hotel mm. and, whatever. and I was like I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we go to Golden Corral and um, he got like two plates of food and then he went back and got like two more plates and I had one and I I was so sick I couldn't take a single bite so I sat there and I just watched him eat because I'm, you know, my back is to the room. I'm facing the wall now yeah. and his face. Right. And the, honestly, I think the reason, the only, like, I could I could live with, you know, the, the bad sex night. Like, I could live with that. But the thing that actually kept me from contacting him back is the way that he ate food. <laughs> <laughs> he would chew so loud with his mouth open and, oh, and the food was no, like right yeah, on yeah, the edge yeah. of his lip like I kept oh. watching it like food was gonna fall out I just kept oh, expecting no. food to oh. fall and so oh. I just I remember I was I was watching staring let's call it what it is I was staring <laughs> at him and I noticed my own mouth was like opening like I was I was like, <laughs> like st- <laughs> do you know what I mean? oh yeah, yeah. Just, and, just in awe about how disgusting the whole situation yeah. is yeah <laughs> And I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I can't knowingly hang out with this person because if we ever hung out in the future, chances are there would be like more food. Right. And so I'd have to watch people, it. People have to I'd, eat. You yeah, know, yeah. That, that is a true statement. You're a fucking trooper for hanging in there. Number one, you're already hung over. And so, you know, just the food in general is off-putting. 
But then to watch this big motherfucker put down at least four plates by your own admission of food, mouthful after mouthful, just agape and just making all those sounds and yeah. seeing it. Yeah. It Good like, on you for not vomiting right then and there. Maybe I would have felt better if I did. Like, I, I missed an opportunity there. But anyway, so I drove, like, to the hotel, to Golden Corral, and then I got to, like, drop him off at his house because he had carpooled with his buddy to the, the bar um, the previous night. Mm-hmm. So he didn't actually have a vehicle. And I just felt like his... I felt like a fucking mom. Like, I'm just shuttling him around. All right, time to go to sleep. All right. All right, time to eat your food like an adult. All right, let's take you home. It just, that's, yeah, yeah that was, that was an experience. You're a saint. So. Okay. I wish I had, like, just left in the middle of the night. I would and have he, at least got $150 worth of food. Did he go in huh? for a, did he go in for a kiss when you dropped him off? Uh, No. Okay. No. Okay. And I probably gave the body language of I was not That's interested. Not yeah, it was yeah. kind of like a, bye, have a great day. Okay. And I just, I remember at one point he asked, like, if I was going to ghost him. And I remember saying, we'll see. And that was... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much a yes. Was... If you don't boldface lie, if you give a maybe, I might fucking ghost you, you're getting fucking ghosted. That or, like, you know it's been, like, the night's gone so well. That it's like, oh, maybe I will. And it's kind of a cheeky, you know, joke. Yeah. But if it's, if there's a question and you're like, maybe. So actually, <laughs> let me, okay, let me, let me just pinpoint where that happened. That actually happened at night, in the middle of the night, um, whenever we had gotten to the hotel. So I said that before the Golden Corral experience. Oh, wow. So oh. If, if this happened after the Golden Corral experience, I probably. Oh, so wait. I'd, he was asking if you were going to ghost him before he even had any penetration. Yeah, it was kind of like a... He, That's clingy. Like, <laughs> Okay, so actually, he had a lot of baggage. I can't tell you how many times he was talking about his ex... And oh, I'm like, never good. like I, I believe in, in being able to talk about that because sure, like it was part sure. of your life. Right. But the amount that right. talk, I'm yeah. like, you clearly it, have issues. This is the issues. first meeting. Right. I mean, like it, it's going to get brought up. It's part of, like you said, it's, it's a part of your life. It shaped who you are, but to discuss it ad nauseum when you're first meeting somebody with the intent to yeah get busy. It was, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, no bueno. A lot of red flags. So, um. I, at one point, because I didn't want to ghost him, because I, you know, I, I didn't really want like, to. Are you going to ghost me? Uh, <laughs> like, I didn't want to prove him that he was right. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was some Did you have mind, like reverse cause... psychology. It's great. I know. Good for him. No, it was stupid. It was stupid. But what ended up happening is I was very upfront with him. And I was like, hey, you know, I, I'm glad we had that experience the other night. Like, I'm glad that we went out. Just, you know, made me feel better. I wasn't really glad about it, but I said I was glad about it. <laughs> oh. And, um, <laughs> but I said, I'm, I'm glad we had, uh, we went out the other night. I'm glad we had that experience. Um, but I don't think this is something I'm looking to continue moving forward. Mm. And he, like, blew up my phone with, like, he was, like, calling nonstop mm. and, and, like, texting nonstop. And he left me a voicemail. He was like, you're so mean. <laughs> And I was like, should I be no, offended? You, no, you gave Did you save like, that voicemail? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no we, would, we wouldn't play it. If no, I, I'm just curious. Oh, okay. Me personally, as a human. Oh, and <laughs> so I actually, one of my coworkers ended up like, I was like, I want to block him, but I've never blocked anybody before. I don't, like, I kind of want to block him though. And she took my phone and she hit block and she's like, there, problem solved. And so like, it just, it was, it was really unhealthy. He had a lot of problems and... 
I just could not justify any reason to continue seeing that guy. Um, I always find it interesting that when people are are denied, or like when when people are like when you break up with somebody or you say no, and then their response to try to win you over is to be as obnoxious as possible. Right? It's like why? I've I've been in that scenario, not to that extent, but it's when when you when you've already lost. What's the harm in keeping trying? I guess. I mean, like you're already I guess that's true. in this and I mean, hole, and then you just try every attempt, like you know, to throw things out there. I've been that shitty person as well. Right. So, right. like, I mean, maybe we all have. So, I think I, I think we that, all have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but and it's just it's so strange to me that that's where our minds go. It's like, oh, this person isn't interested in me. Well, I'm gonna make them feel like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Insult them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and after the voicemail of, you're so mean, I got, you know, more calls and more voicemails saying, I'm sorry, yeah, you just, yeah, it yeah. just really upset me, it caught me off right. guard, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. mean it, yeah. and and I, at that point, like, I am so, so emotionally uninvested that <laughs> I, I, I don't even think I finished a voicemail, I just deleted it. I'm pretty sure I didn't even finish listening to what he had to say. All right. There's a lot to unpack there that from start to finish <laughs> recap <laughs> so I, I do I, if I may sure alright so let's start really at the origin how often does your friend touch nipples <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um I would have to say probably every other time she goes to a bar okay so and then my, my follow up question which was answered kind of in the story was what is her interest level after achieving her goal of touching nipples and it sounds like she moved right the fuck on. I think she just got bored of this guy. She could probably read she the sensed, signs she faster than it. I could. Yeah, faster. Okay, okay. Um, but no, I think she she really goes after the fun, flirty conversation. Um, the nipple touching is just part of it. So after she touches a nipple, <laughs> you know, she will continue a conversation. It's just kind of like to see if she can do it, to see if the guy will let her. Um I honestly don't understand the thought process behind it, but it's really fun to watch. We're going to need to reach out to them. <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat that at all. We're, Tell her we're... we'll let her touch our nipples. Nope. It's no, no, no. You can, you don't speak for me and my nipples. Tell her we'll let her touch mine and Snorlax's nipples. He didn't have nipples. My nipples are very sensitive. Very sensitive. Like, man. Anyway. We'll get into that. That's a whole other fucking topic. I have questions about that. Sure. We will talk sure. about that later. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, so, okay. this uh, Why the nipple? Like, is it like a like a power grab? Like, we're taking feminine... Like, is it like a feminine thing? What... what You can't answer for that. You can't answer for it. You don't know. You don't know. Fuck. I need to talk to this person. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll move on. So, she goes away. You're still talking to the fucking jumbo. Um... <laughs> I gotta call him that fucking Jumbo. Fucking I'm okay jumbo. with it. Um, <laughs> now, where, 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 what was another? Go, go ahead. I, I, I'll, I'll form. I'm so. I'm You're still good. unpacking. I'm still Basically, unpacking. the bullet points are that we're at a bar. Uh huh. Friend touches guy's nipple. Yep. I continue conversation with guy. Right. Guy Chris is, is still stuck on bullet point two. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. No, I'm, I've moved on, but there was there was more. Oh, the the back scratching. I mean, like. What? Why did you keep going? You like he was gonna pass out. Why did you I, keep going? He asked me to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> do you do anything? I guess you would if if a fucking mean, Hulk like... is on. If Jumbo's on top of you, and he <laughs> yeah, says you scratch don't... your back, you don't deny Jumbo. 
Well, I mean, okay, so my thing is, like, on a personal level, I like for other people to feel happy and to feel pleased. So if it made him happy to have his back scratched, like, I don't know the last time he got his back scratched. He probably really liked it. And so, like, I have some level of satisfaction providing what he was looking for. So okay. that's why I kept it going. All right. I, I did not expect for him to fall asleep. I thought it was just to lay there and enjoy. If... I, I'm not a guy. You didn't think he was going <laughs> to fall asleep after... I, I mean, not. I didn't occur to me at the time. No, I honestly After did like not think about the second or third rake across his back. It was. There I were think no, there I were only no did clues it three times. or indicators. <laughs> hey, I mean, can I reiterate how fuzzy that night? Sure. Was? Okay. Fair okay. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I, I forgot you're intoxicated. That's fine. That's fair. And it's actually. Uh, well, uh, here you can go ahead. No, no, no. I, that's thing. fine. That's okay. It's, I was just gonna say it's kind of interesting because I had a relatively similar experience but it was it was flipped where i went over to some guy's house and uh he really wanted to scratch my back or to give me a massage and i was like this is great um was not into him at all his picture looked totally different than how he looked in person i hate that but when somebody offers to give me a massage i don't care you can, <laughs> you can look like absolutely anything and you can still give me a massage uh, so he goes to give me a massage, and first of all, he had a butt chin. Oh. Mm. <laughs> a very prominent butt chin. Like, you know, Hey Arnold's grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so th there's that. Uh, but also, he insisted on trying to give me a back massage with his mouth. Whoa. So uh... I could just feel the butt chin. And then occasionally like with his chin or with his mouth? It was so he was trying for it to be his mouth. But okay. it was I I just kept feeling butt chin and then occasional tooth and then and then wet. And it was just really bad. Really bad. And so this massage that I was expecting to give me like nice calming chills was actually giving me this is fucking awful, stop touching me. You're more tense after it. Yeah. yeah which is the opposite. But he fell asleep while giving me a massage. Are you for real? <laughs> yeah. And it was so annoying, too, because uh, I was not into the guy. I just wanted a massage. And I told him, I was like, because uh, he kept, like, slowly making his way down and, like, touching me and, like, reaching and doing things. And I was just like, stop. Uh, and I, I was like, I don't really want to come tonight. I just want a massage. So I made it, I made it clear. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, that's fine. Um, and then I tried to find something on Netflix to, like... Uh, it, it's just really strange I'm like laying there and he's doing his thing with his butt chin and I'm like with the remote trying to find something to just distract me from everything that's going on so I find Cosmos uh, the, the new one that they did on Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah the new one uh, so I put that on and I'm like this is nice whatever uh, but then when he falls asleep I'm like this is awful and uh, I don't, I don't like. I think I would have preferred him to be asleep. You're no longer getting <laughs> yeah, but chin grope. So I've always had this like problem ever since I was a kid. I would like spend the night at people's houses, just like friends as a kid. And uh, even if I had to leave, like if I had to, like if I woke up in the morning and I had to go home, if the other person wasn't awake, I wouldn't want to leave. Sure. I feel like it's it's just rude. horribly yeah. rude yeah. to leave yeah. without saying goodbye. Right. So I couldn't, like me myself, I couldn't leave because he was asleep and I like desperately wanted to leave so I'm like well what the fuck am I gonna do uh, so I was watching well listening to Cosmos for a while and then um, 
for some reason I found the musical Hair. Uh, not Hairspray. Right. Hair. Hair. Um, and uh, that's that's what I listened to until I fell asleep with Butchin Man. But Butchin Man. It, just, <laughs> it was just weird because as soon as you said uh, that you know you you wanted to scratch his back, I immediately I was like, oh no, because it like just all these memories were flooding Crashing back, back, and I could feel the Butchin, and I'm like, this is awful. This is awful. Uh, but yeah, so. I mean, that, that story almost, sound, like, it sounds like it trumps this one, like, for sure, because that, it, being in a situation where, that you want to escape and yet can't is kind of traumatic in a way. Like, obviously, you well, thinking of it, like... I, you, think, I think they're similar, though, because in both situations, we didn't want to be there. True. But for some reason, for our own personal, moral, or ethical reasons, we decided to stay. We decided to just stay in this thing that we did not enjoy uh why do you think that is why did why did we do that that's such a good question it's just i mean it's common courtesy i mean you're because you're a decent human being now possibly to a fault but you're nice that's that's uh, that's what i package it as actually so i i have um two thoughts on that so specifically for this experience the reason i didn't leave is because i did not feel well to drive i was so tired um, so I'm like, there's a bed. I might as well just sleep here. So it, for me at that time, it had less to do about the guy and more about this is what's probably best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually had an experience where um, for my birthday, I had uh, I wanted to get myself a, a massage. So I scheduled an appointment um, and, and I was really looking forward to it. And like reading the description of what all this person did, like it sounded like kind of exciting and very relaxing. Wait, those are kind of counter. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. When I said exciting, I meant like intriguing. Sure. Because you said when I heard about what this person did, is this through like a massage business or an individual? Oh, it's a, it's, he owns his own business. It's a, this guy who owns his own massage business and like the online presence was a little bit better built than the in-person um (laughs) experience um so like i thought i was a reputable person really thought he was reputable what were some of these things that were advertised um it was just like a uh, a mix of different uh, massage styles and he was saying how he does like a unique blend of all different massage styles and you know scalp massage all the way to foot so like you know it's not like it was just a like a, a back massage and then you kind of like squeeze your arms and, and then that's it you know <laughs> like you know some, I, i've had them like that some deep tissue some swedish yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so you know there was one that i'm like you know what this sounds you know kind of cool I, I i respect this so uh, i booked the appointment and i went and it's in like this really weird office suite where there are individual suites, but his suite was on the back of the building. It was behind the building. Mm. And I'm like, well, this is sketchy because, you know, right in front of the door are woods and a bunch of trees. I'm like, okay, I feel like this is... This is a murder show. Yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> this is what this is. And so I open the door for the place and it's one room. There's one room and then a bathroom. And I'm like, I kind of pictured something a little bit bigger, maybe like a, a sitting area. And then and then there's like another room for the actual massage. But no, one room with a curtain. Like, I literally don't know if I could park a car in the size of that room. Like, wow. it was very small. And honestly, I got kind of like creep vibes right off the bat from the person. Um, they really weren't what I 
was expecting, I suppose. Um, and so I immediately was like, this is probably not a good idea. Um, but anyway, so I, you know, lay down for the massage and like normally you have something to say. No. no. <laughs> Are like, you sure? You're like, I got creeped up. So I laid down for the massage. <laughs> I, it was yeah. just I had a really bad gut feeling yeah. that something absolutely a- awful <laughs> was going to happen. So I took off my so clothes. <laughs> <laughs> the person to die in a horror movie, for sure. Um, no, it's just my my logic behind it was, you know, he he's got his own business. Like he he has clients. He's track you know. downable. Yeah, <laughs> my, like I thought I thought he was reputable. I didn't want to I didn't want to knock it just because I didn't know the whole story. Like I wanted to give the person a chance. Maybe he really was a skilled, you know, massage therapist and this is all just, It's not his fault that he just Like this is the only suite that was available and so he took it like desperate times, desperate measures because, you know, COVID is a thing and Oh, so this is recent. This was recent. Oh. Okay. And um <laughs> so no, I've only had like a couple of the massages ever, but normally the blanket that they give you is actually pretty thick so that when you're under it, you feel, you know, secure, Protected, safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this mofo has like a bed sheet, like one solid thin sheet. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. To like, be fair, I've had, I've had many, many thin sheets. And I've had many, many thick blankets, but so the, the sheets are a thing, but if you're already getting the creep vibe, most likely that sheet was... More for him, less for you. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. But at this point, mm. like, I'm invested because, like... You're uh, there. I'm, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, so, so I honestly really have the worst time trying to put it into words, but I felt so uncomfortable the entire massage. Mm. And I remember asking myself, you're like, why do we do this? There's a situation you want to escape. I remember asking myself, are you okay with this? You are in control. Do you want to leave? And I told myself, no, I, I, this is this is fine. Like, I'm not creeped out to the point where I feel like I want to leave. So I gave myself permission to stay there. Like, I literally asked myself. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something where every now and then I'll think about it. And, like, it really upsets me. I'm like, clearly there were things that happened that I was not okay with. And... And I don't know how in detail, I don't really care to get too much in detail with it. It wasn't like super violating or anything. It just was these little mannerisms and little tendencies that he did that like pissed me the fuck off. (laughs) And like I, he kept talking during the massage. He had very hairy arms. So when he was like, like, like lift your like foot to whatever, he would like prop your leg in like the nook of his, all you could feel was the wet slimy arm hair on your feet uh, and your legs. He's working hard. I know. Okay, that's... He's sweating in this tiny little shack. I know. Well, he was... just got done murdering someone. I feel like it was part of the... And just um, a lot of a lot of little things um, <laughs> he would make noises that I was not okay with. Like literal groans. <clears throat> kind of. <clears throat> not... Uh, ish. Ish. Okay. Was and it more, like, more soft, sensual? Like, like it was more sensual. Oh shit! Yeah, oh, that's yeah. I was yeah, I was not okay with it. And then um, whatever. So, moral of the story is, I thought I was okay with it at the time, and it turns out I wasn't because guess what? With Groupon, I tried scheduling an appointment for a massage at one point in time, and the soonest that was available was November, um, Monday, like as in a couple days from now. And when I got the reminder on my phone. I actually was filled with dread. And this is a different massage mm. therapist. Okay. And it's, it's she's a she. 
and I feel less threatened by that. Um, but at the same time, apparently this experience with this guy had some sort of effect on me because here I am dreading yeah. going to this massage with good. some other lady. Right. And so I'm like, well, what now? What do? Do I cancel? Like, because, you know, Groupon, like, I paid the thing, you know? Like, <laughs> I should probably just go. I don't know. Um, so that's my current dilemma. But um, long story short, that was me trying to answer your question was through this experience. It has nothing to do with love, sex, or relationship. No, no, no. <laughs> no, yeah. I think it still, that's it still a, kind of does. That's because... a self-love and a in relationship with yourself, I think, because you touched on something that's really, really important that I think a lot of people unknowingly suffer is when they get anxious or they have red flags in any given scenario, you forget to check in with yourself and ask yourself, am I in control of the situation and am I okay with it? And that is very, very important to remind yourself that you should be in control of the situation and you should be okay with whatever's happening. And if you're not, you have the complete right to get out of that situation. You're not, even if you have to, you feel you need to be rude, don't worry about being rude. If you're not, if you don't feel safe, if you don't feel comfortable, you need to speak up. So good on you for, for having that thought. And thank you for, for sharing that story because that's super important for anybody listening is make sure you ask yourself that question. Do you feel safe? Do you feel comfortable? Are you in control? So yeah, definitely felt definitely felt worth it to ask myself that at the time because it took away the stress um, and and some of the uncomfort that I was feeling at that time. Um, one other time that I did ask myself that question, um, this actually is a sex story that happened in Chicago. Hey, so I yay, love that traveling! I actually really like Chicago. Really. Chicago nice. <laughs> Sorry, I have to do that. It's an Everything. involuntary thing. Every time someone says Chicago. Chicago. So every time that we say Chicago, Chicago, you have to do that. You have to do the Chicago thing. Chicago. God. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, I'll stop oh. because now it's dead. Like we've beaten it down. It'll, it'll come up again and I will involuntarily do it. But go on. I'm ready to see if that happens. Uh, well, anyway, I traveled up to Chicago. And, oh, <laughs> Not going to do it. Just Just checking. Just checking. Anyway, so um, yeah, there was... I went up for something business related up in Chicago, and I don't know why I feel the need. Like now I'm hyper now you aware. Say, yeah, I'm like, saying so Chicago. I went yeah. to that city. Okay, <laughs> the windy city. <laughs> I yeah. Went to the windy yeah, city yeah. Uh, for business purposes, but I had a friend who was up there, so instead of paying hotel, I got to stay the night at my friend's house, and um, so we. I have, I have a history with this person. Uh, he used to live in the area, and we actually would go to, like, wineries on Fridays. Oh. And we would do, like, wine te- tests. And we'd, like, swirl the wine. <laughs> and we'd be like, hmm, this one's buttery. And, like, I don't know. Like, pretend like we know what that we're is, talking about. Yeah, often uh, uh, an apt description. Uh, <laughs> right? Buttery. Yeah. I, I have no good, idea. I'm I not, love a good butter wine. I'm not a sommelier. <laughs> I have no idea. But I don't think that's on the list. It's like the Paula Deen wine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so we have this history, and so when I was up there, it was really nice to see him again, and, like, we've already had romantic relationships, like, down here, Uh, down here being, you know, Cincinnati area, Um, because I I feel like I should specify, nobody knows where down here is. Yeah, okay. You could have been referencing your crotch, you know? (laughs) Exactly. We've had romantic areas down here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so thank you for giving us a geographic (laughs) shout-out, yeah. You're very welcome. Um, So... But the entire time that we did have like relationships in Cincinnati while, while he was in the area, um, 
I, I kind of felt like it was almost expected. I was kind of just like rolling with the punches. I never, uh, I wasn't really sure of what I was doing. It's just kind of the way the evening was going. And so I just ended up doing it. And then when, so being up in the Windy City, um, (laughs) I, I tried, you know, doing that thing again, asking myself, like, am I going along, am I rolling with the punches or do I actually want to have sex with this person tonight? And it was a resounding yes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it was... Wait, a resounding yes for what? Because you said, am I doing this or this? And you were like, yes. It was It was either do I want to have sex with this person or do I not want to have sex with okay. this person? Like, because so, there have been times I would have sex with somebody mainly because that's just kind of how it was going. Yeah, 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 not really. Yeah. I wasn't really, like, looking for it. I didn't really want to do it. And I did it. And honestly, those were the experiences that I carry with me as baggage there. I just regret them so much when I, when I never took a second to ask myself, do I want this? Because had I asked myself in some of those moments, I would have said no. And I would have spared myself a lot of, a lot of pain. Um, yeah. So anyway, with this guy, um, it was really great sex in Chicago. (laughs) And then the next day I went home and then later he had texted me. He was like, you rocked my, he's like, you rocked my world that night. And I was like, good. (laughs) And uh, it was kind of like what, what was different? Like, and, and I, I actually told him, I was like, I asked myself, did I want to? And the answer was yes. He was like, you gave yourself permission to have fun and enjoy yourself. Exactly. Now in those instances where you didn't give yourself permission or you didn't have a self check, why do you feel you still negatively you, you carry those you call it baggage why why do you why do you feel it's baggage um i feel like it's baggage because it's it's really hard for me to drop every time i think of the memory i'm kind of filled with dread and kind of like shame okay and guilt. Your emotions are called back yeah okay. oh so vividly okay. by the okay. way and um so there's this one in particular where um like <laughs> steven may know this i don't know if you do but i apparently have a thing for foreign men brown people whether it be middle eastern or what do you think steven's told me about you <laughs> I, I, I nothing, don't yeah, know nothing okay. at all nothing <laughs> at all. Yeah, no, I, I honestly i like to go into these uh, knowing as little as possible just so i can have a genuine uh, in the moment reaction but okay yeah. cool so nothing nothing oh the, great this works yeah. out great then. <laughs> yeah. um so the it, it, uh, it can't i can't talk it started back in um when i was going to college I had met a um, foreign exchange student and we hit it off really well, dated that person for a year, um, and then ended up dating another uh, foreign exchange student. Um, both of these people were from the Middle East. And so I dated the second guy for three years. And then after that relationship had ended, I just found like, I broadened my horizons. I just, I don't know, I wanted to experience more and learn more about culture because when I found I was more invested in a person, I was more sexually interested in them as well. And so like, I was going through like Tinder and like all these, I want to say all these apps, but honestly it was just Tinder. Um, Did you do the, I do this thing where like, when I was using Tinder, I would literally be like, uh, you know how, it's very easy to, to like visually immediately know if somebody is not white. Uh, it's pretty easy. So I, <laughs> I mean, like you, know, when you look at facial features, I'm sorry, not just skin color, but actual facial features. Yeah. Well, I would, I would just immediately, I would do this thing where I, I was actively trying to be like uh, counter racist. 
because I, I was listening to all these podcasts that were talking about statistics where uh, there's a lot of racism on dating apps and things like that. And I was like, I'm going to be different. Also, I'm attracted to a lot of non-white people. It's just, I mean, similar to you. I just really enjoy that. Um, so I would immediately swipe left. I would, I would decline all of the white people and I would just always accept anyone who was not white regardless of any kind of actual attraction exactly just to damn the statistics exactly yeah <laughs> okay all right i considered it um like a, a dating activism <laughs> that's funny which really is... you're just you know hurting these people <laughs> that are well, yeah, like I mean, oh this man's interested in I me i still met a lot of interesting people that okay. way okay all right but anyways no that's that's <laughs> I love hearing that story, but that is no, that is not what I did. I did not, <laughs> not at all. No. Like no. I actually like would read the profile, look at the pictures, and decide if I like the person, regardless of if they are white or not white. That's so. the, the so you can just right. Um, well, so through this app, I was able to meet quite a variety of people. So there's like this Bulgarian guy, there's a Venezuelan guy, there was a Mexican guy. Um, there was this other Middle Eastern guy and like, you know, I didn't have sex with all of them. I'm just saying like I did meet them and then several of so them I did actually have sex with. To you. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like uh, traveling the world through dick. Like, sure, I don't sure, know. Yeah. <laughs> but no, um, uh, so there was this one guy who was from Ukraine and this one in particular actually weighs so heavy on me because the whole experience... I, I felt like we couldn't have a normal conversation. I felt like everything he was saying and doing, because his friend was there too. We were drinking bourbon, you know, setting the mood, I guess. I don't know. Um, it was a buttery bourbon. <laughs> it was quite buttery. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, I just could feel the judgment from his friend because there was an age difference. And to me, age really doesn't matter too much. My parents are significantly, they have a significant age gap. And so I don't really think about it too much. Mm -hmm. And so the friend was honestly just sitting there drinking his bourbon, being pretty quiet. Just He just had like this judging look. And I just, I was like, could you lighten up? Could you like <laughs> relax? Like, come on. Um, and then the guy that I was actually meeting up with, I felt like every question he was asking um, was kind of, wow, what's a good way to put this? Um, I felt like it was to stereotype me. Right. And I'm fit you in a box. Yeah. 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 And and I definitely was fitting a lot of the stereotypes and it was really upsetting. So the entire experience was just very lackluster and I was trying to just lighten the mood and, and be happy and friendly and um the whole time internally I just feel like I'm being trampled. Um now because I went there with the intention of having sex, you know, that was <laughs> on my mind, you know, I followed through with it. But the entire experience, I just felt like I was being used, even though even though I didn't do a check-in. Because yeah. if I checked in, I would have acknowledged how bad I was feeling and that I didn't owe this guy anything. Now, to, to flip that coin, though, you had said your goal was sex. So you got what you wanted. Regardless of how, like now, granted, along the way, there was more input. And, you know, whether you feel grimy about that is really up to you. You can, I, I would view that as... Mission accomplished. You went there for dick, and you got it. <laughs> so that I'm, I'm glad that you say that because, like, although, yes, that, that definitely was my goal. Um, I think at some point during the night, like, I stopped wanting it. Mm, gotcha. And okay. and now I felt like it's, um, 
it's something that it was it was the situation of rolling with the punches sure, i was sure. going with the flow yeah and and i didn't bother questioning myself about if it's something i still wanted and that's that actually i was going to add more but that's really the point is, is i yeah. for for i mean uh, one of the biggest comments that uh, other countries have about america is that we are very very outgoing and friendly for no reason like it's almost it's superficial like we we try to be happy and smile and check in on somebody whereas many other countries mind their own fucking business so that's that's kind of a, a cultural thing however this sounds like they were just being dicks to be dicks yeah and it, it felt like it too it wasn't even like they secretly were doing it like the the guy that i was talking to yes i was having a conversation with him but the um, the frequency in which he looked over at his friend and gave mm, like that that little side like yeah yeah, yeah, you, yeah you know the look you know oh, the yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so i don't know i i really wish i didn't follow through with it because as as soon as we did have sex he got up he got dressed and he was kind of like thanks for coming over as in, this is your cue to leave. Right. And I was like, normally you just kind of chill for a second. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, it was yeah. like, the moment it was over, I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, so I Where even... Where was the friend? Oh, oh, okay. Just I watch should... yeah. okay. <laughs> Wow, I'm so sorry. I totally skipped over I just want to make sure, like, because... Uh, just I mean, watching with yeah. that same judgmental look. <laughs> right, like, <laughs> no, so the Typical friend... American girl. That's <laughs> so easy. And then, yeah. like, <laughs> while having sex, yeah. he's just, like, doing that, that eye contact <laughs> with a friend. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, no, he he went back to his place, so okay. he was not around. It was just me and the original dude. How off-putting! Like, you know, as a dude, I try. I, mean, I know that uh, there's there's this sense of you want to make the girl feel comfortable, and so to have another dude there, were you made aware of this before you got there that there was going to be a second dude? Oh, not at all. It was here's my apartment. Come on up, and you open the door, and there's like another guy. I'm like, what? Um, I didn't really question it too much because, like, my assumption was a, was that he was not going to hang around. You know, he's not going to, I don't know. I, I guess that might have been bold of me to assume. He ended up leaving, you so I was right. You are going to be the first one to get murdered. Uh, like yeah. So I laid down on the table. <laughs> so Jack's his, massage shack. Right. So his friend was there, and I was like, ah, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's amazing I'm not dead yet. I tell you what, like, I made a lot of stupid mistakes um, between 2015 and 2018, specifically those years. Okay. And um, it's funny because looking back, like, no, I would never I put myself... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> that's funny. But I mean, like, okay, so, so, yeah, like, that was kind of another awkward situation because, like, how I had met our mutual friend, Yeah, it was, it was me going alone to some random person's house and walking in their front door. Like, that should be a red flag. Like, this is a person I don't know, and yet I'm okay with walking into their house. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's in here. So. Yeah, it's it's the, I mean, you know, those situations happen where you have to kind of just sometimes risk it. But the further you go into that. With the gut feelings. Yeah, with those gut feelings, with those red flags of man, I'm in a one-room shack outside of a building <laughs> and I've paid for this experience. Why do you always, did you, why do you always pay for the experience? You, <laughs> That's you, the... you paid for Jumbo to pass question. out on you. You paid for, you know, Harry Creepo to rub on you. <laughs> oh my God. 
Is this your kink? So is this your secret kink? Oh, God, you... I hope not. You're like, <laughs> paying for disappointing experiences. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did not get off on this. Because, boy, oh. do I have a deal for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, I, I really hate it, and you'd think I'd learn my lesson, but maybe I'm just so optimistic, like, maybe next time will be different. Maybe this won't be like last time, and... And I, yeah, just and don't. Then, well, that's ultimately the question is, did you learn from these experiences? I think that's why I started doing those little personal check-ins. Yeah. I think that was a result of the amount of negative experiences that I've had. Sure, sure. Okay, fair enough. So, I have a question. Um, in, in the two uh, examples that you gave of you checking in with yourself and... Uh, you know, making sure that you were okay, you still stayed for all of these. Even if the answer was, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm not uncomfortable enough. So has there been, if you feel comfortable sharing, has there been a moment where you checked in and you were like, okay, I need to leave because I'm checking in with myself and this is not okay. And the reason why I ask um, is I there's one moment in particular where I checked in with myself and like in the middle of, of sex and it was actually the first time I ever had anal sex and I was not comfortable I did not like it and I still went through with it and that has haunted me you were talking about like holding baggage and to this day it's almost as if like I cannot I cannot have anal sex because I think about this and I'm wondering if you have any advice, like, to, I guess, encourage people to be more comfortable with listening to that voice when they check in? Like, uh, do you have anything to share in that realm? I think that is an amazing question because we could all probably use a little bit of that advice. I, unfortunately, am kind of in the same boat as you. I... I really don't have any special advice that might help because, um, I mean, the one time where this was prior to my self check-ins, but, um, the one time where I really was not okay with something, um, I did not do anything about it. And that one kind of still haunts me too. And, um, yeah, I, I, I will get to that story, but to address your question, um, I, I unfortunately don't have anything to add. But hey, if anybody has some for me, please share. I have three instances where I had a self-check-in and opted to go the opposite way or to, to remove, remove myself from the situation. Oh, I love it. And with uh, two of them, I feel an equal amount of regret. So, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So it doesn't necessarily spare you from the negative emotions, uh, and I can share, uh, I think, all of them. So, uh, one instance, the first one that I really that really stuck out of my mind was uh, I was on acid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I went to a friend's house, and first off, at the time, I was doing lots of coke, so I was probably strung out on coke while going to the friend's house. And then I get to the friend's house, and we all decide we're going to do acid. And you should not mix those two things, by the way. Um, and I broke a lot of rules that I have for myself when doing hallucinogens. First, you want to make sure that you are in a familiar area. You want to make sure that you are amongst friends and you know trusted loved ones that you really know. And I violated two of those rules right off the bat, which was I went to somebody's house that I didn't know, 
and I only had two friends there out of like six people, and the other so the other four people were strangers. So we we do the acid, it kicks in, we're all having a great time, and then one of the strangers decides that he's going to act like a, a demon. Which terrified me at the time. Like, I was just... I was glued to the carpet. When is that ever a good idea? Right? <laughs> when you're tripping. Yeah, when you're tripping balls, I'm going to act like a demon. I'm going to have a big, dark, scary voice. And I was mortified. Like, I was just... I was glued to the carpet and I couldn't move. And he's, he saw that I was terrified and thought it was hilarious and kept doing it. My friend fortunately found me and rescued me from that situation. But I was like, I need to leave. Don't leave. When you're on hallucinogens, <laughs> don't run away from the situation. You should really stay put. I convinced my friend. I said, I'm going to get in my car. It's a safe space for me. I promise I won't drive away. You have my word. I must have been silver-tongued. Because why would you ever let your friend get into a car when they're on hallucinogens? Was don't your do friend it. also... Absolutely. We were all tripping balls. Okay. That might have been a contributing Maybe, factor. But that. no, he really, like, it took me about, I, what I what I feel was about an hour of convincing. of like, no, this is fine. I'm going to just sit here. I'm going to compose myself. You saw the situation. I was terrified. I can't be around him right now. This is bad. Bad news bears. I convince him to let me sit in my car. As soon as he walks away, like, I'm just like, I, I don't drive, don't leave. Everything's like, okay. But it, it would be better if I was home. I'm going to go home. So I throw the keys in. Fortunately, my home at the time was only about five minutes away. However, driving on hallucinogens, not a great idea. I got home just fine. I parked the car. I started freaking out about, like, six blocks before I was actually home. And I just fucking parked the car and walked the rest of the way. I threw the keys in the fucking passenger side. I was like, the cops are coming. They'll be, they're going to fucking catch me. Anyways, it was a whole fucking <laughs> night. It was a real bad trip. Um, so don't violate those rules. I'm honestly surprised and impressed that you made it home fine. Right, <laughs> like... right. Uh, it's I'm very lucky. I should be dead. Um, but I'm not... And I learned several lessons. Don't violate the rules that you make for yourself. But I did remove myself from a situation that I wasn't, I didn't feel safe in. So that kind of cheats because you're not in your own faculties. So that was kind of pushing the limits. Do you think if you stayed, do you think it would have made a difference? I have no idea. I would like to talk to that individual who decided to fuck with me that night. Right. <laughs> I'd really like to talk to them and say like, what, you know, what were you thinking, man? Like, that's not a nice thing to do to anybody whether it's a friend or whether it's somebody you don't know don't try to have a bad trip for somebody you know but so fuck that guy but um <laughs> so that was instance one and sorry mom hey i'm still alive i love you um i feel like there's gonna be a lot of apolog yeah, apologizing yeah, yeah. to our parents right right um another <laughs> like one i've done that in every episode was um i was at a party and there was this very, very attractive woman who was starting to hit on me. Uh, and we were having a good time, talking, getting to know each other. And uh, she ended up saying she was a Scientologist. And I immediately had to get out of that situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, so, I mean, I, of course, I was safe. You know, I was at a party. There was no, you know, no danger necessarily. But 
she was extraordinarily hot, and there's no, there was no necessarily future in that situation. But my friends dogged me for years, and it's like, eh, fuck, go fuck yourself. They were Scientologists. That could have ended very poorly for me. Um, that probably doesn't count either. But I so you you left, you left a whole ass party because one person said no, they were I just, a Scientologist. I, I just didn't. I did avoided her the rest of the evening. Like we stayed. Oh okay. Uh, oh gosh. Gotcha. Yeah yeah yeah. I thought I thought you were like, oh, there is. A Scientologist here. I, I need to run away. There must be no, more. Right, right, right. Um, no, right. Yeah, they clearly, they're all Scientologists. They travel in packs. They're all yeah, over yeah, the place. Yeah. Um, travel in packs. Yeah, they do. There's power in numbers. Um, I mean, I being a Scientologist is not inherently awful. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no judgments on Scientologists if that's what you believe in the Thetans, uh, the Thetan levels. Uh, and Z moves gonna come out out of the sea and rescue us all. Are you making shit up? Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. That's all real. All right. There's aliens. I have very limited experience with Scientology. Yeah. I was just once talked into going into a, a secluded movie theater where this guy was like, "You want to see a free movie?" And I was like, "Yes." And I go into this dark room. The lights turn off and the door locks. And I'm like, "This is how I die." And then the movie turns on. And it's a Scientology thing, and they're trying to sell me this book. And then afterwards, I had like a six-hour-long conversation. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. About stress test and Dianetics. And yeah, 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 and I, I never bought the book. I don't want Scientologists to come after us, and they will with the full power of lots and lots and lots of money. So I did talk him down, though, on the price. It was originally like $180. I got him down to $10. Still didn't buy the book. That's fucked up. That's actually hilarious. <laughs> I was like, how low could I go? <laughs> so you, they were going to give you all of that for 10 bucks, what was normally 180 and you still denied them. Yes. Good on you. I know, right? I actually, well, yeah. done. well I, done. Somewhere I have this, this exchange recorded on my phone because I was also secretly recording, as I do. Oh, I love that. I do, that's why I asked about the voicemail. Yeah. I'm, I'm like a big fan of just recording people without them knowing. I know that's awful, but <laughs> it's actually kind of funny in a way. No, it's awful. I mean, it I no, really it's terrible. So terrible. far, it's just it's just been strictly for my you own. Don't have my consent. personal listening, Ugh. but it's it's just interesting because I like going into situations uh, that are uh, either questionable or unfamiliar, and then having evidence of it being questionable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just I find that interesting. Uh, and the Scientology movie experience was one of those. But anyways, that's that's beside the point. <laughs> the third scenario was I was at a Dropkick Murphys concert with uh, this girl I was dating. And she, we, I, I'd never seen Dropkick Murphys. I wanted to go see him. It was a good show. And so I, um, I went with my buddies and her. And while we were at the show, she basically decided at that point she just didn't want to be there. And so she sat down, and when she was drinking water, and I was, I was fine with that. I was like, I was still there for her and, and with her. Uh, but then she ran out of water and shook the water bottle at me. Like, she shook an empty water bottle at me as if to signify, I, you're going to go get me more water right now. And so I was like, all right. Let's go home. So I immediately, like, I, I checked and I was like, I'm not okay with this situation of you demanding water. If you don't want to be here, that's fine. We've already made the decision. Um, but if you're going, she didn't say at any point, I don't want to be here. But her body language clearly 
she she made the decision. So I didn't even get to see the dropkick Murphys. We fucking yeah. we yeah like they just went on, but she shook a water bottle at me and I said okay we're leaving. We fucking packed up. I dropped her off in a parking lot, the parking lot where her car was. A parking lot. <laughs> I, I, a parking lot. <laughs> it was like all right, your car is yeah, here. I dropped her no, off. No, it's her, not. Yeah, Bye. I dropped her off at her car, <laughs> and she's like, "Are we going to your place?" I said, "No," and I never. I, I closed the door and never you spoke just said, to her again. No, yeah, we. I, it was done. We were. We were done. Dang. No, why would you shake a water bottle at somebody? That is true. That is true. Get me that more is... drink. No, you don't. Sorry if I spilled. No, you didn't. No, you're okay. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Probably be a little bummed. It was but, super you know. rude. Super duper rude. That is really rude. And I, so I was like, I, I had that check in at that moment. Am I okay with this? No, I will not be disrespected. And it was like an hour drive back to the fucking car. Complete silence. Jeez. So, oh, that sounds awkward. Yeah, it was fine. I was, I was fuming. I was fucking so mad. You Over didn't say anything bottle. about it. No. Because like she knew she knew exactly what she was doing. I mean, like she was never rude up until this point. Like she was a very nice person, but she just didn't want to be there. And rather than communicate that, she fucking just shut down and acted like a child. So I just took her ass home and bloop. I mean, she never like she never called and was like I didn't like fucking ghost her, but we just didn't fucking. Didn't that was the end, of, right? Yeah, that was it. Mm. So, mm. whether I'm the bad guy or not, so be it. No, but. I think that I think that was a really good inv- indication of maybe I don't want to say her true nature, right. but this is her. She's done this before. Right, right. So. Like it was, it was a conscious choice to try to manipulate me in front of my friends. Like that was the first time that she was meeting with these friends. Like up until then, it was just her and I hanging out, and then she does this. The second that we're hanging out with friends. Yeah. So that was, I think, a big red flag to me where I immediately put the kibosh on it. So. I'm sorry, what? The kibosh. Uh, I 86'd it. I was done with it. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. It's all good. I'm glad that you asked because I was like, did I did I mishear? I don't know. I'm not... For some reason, my brain autocorrected to shish kebab. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea why. I'm so old. I put the shish kebab on. So, Stephen, if I ever use any old-timey language, please stop me in my tracks and let me know so I could let you know what I'm what I mean to say. Just sometimes it takes me like a minute to realize that that's what you did. In context, because like sure. I I don't know. I I put the kibosh on it. I was done. Put the shish kebab. Put the shish kebab. I'm gonna have to Google that now to make sure that I'm not fucking just making up language. But shish kebab. No if... kibosh. <laughs> Even if you were, that'd be pretty cool. Right. We'll make up some languages. Right. I'm okay with that. I feel like. I feel like it takes a special kind of person. Kibosh. Decisively end or reject something. Wow. Huh. Today I learned. T-I-L. Yep. Yep. T-I-L. Kibosh. That's what we do here. We learn. The more it's you the know. learning. Sometimes we <laughs> learn about things we'd rather not learn about. But no, I think it's all valid. I think it's all good. Well, the experience is that I've learned a lot are often things that I wish that I didn't experience, I should say. <laughs> but anyways, I think, I feel like it takes a special kind of person or a stronger person to be able to, I guess, have the, not only like the, the self-knowledge, but just the, the ability to 
understand if you're uncomfortable and to remove yourself like that's always been the hardest thing for me at least where even if i'm in an uncomfortable situation i have this really bad habit uh this real knack for just sitting in it i guess and i question whether i'm overreacting or if um if maybe i'm i'm in the wrong somehow like if this is uncomfortable because of decisions that i've made or if there's like a miscommunication or a misunderstanding that I'm responsible for, and then I just stay. Or, oftentimes, I'm just like, oh, well, it's gonna get better, so that I just also stay. Well, that's so positive of you. Those first two stories were really just for comedy. The the third story is truly that moment where I made that self-check. There was just a constant level of disrespect uh, and lack of communication. I, and I did go to her. I was like, are you okay? Is everything, you know, is all, is she, are you all right? Are you feeling well? I'm fine. Everything's okay. But really, she, you know, her heart wasn't in it or she mm-hmm. was just acting out. I don't know. But I made those self-checks and I decided I'm not okay with this and decided to leave. Yeah, not something you want to take forward with you right, in your future. Right. Yeah. Well, and Stephen, to speak to what you said, like when you sit with it and you kind of write it out regardless... Um, I feel like a lot of people care just a little too much still of what other people think. Like, even though you hear all the time, like, you know, you have to stop caring what other people think. Um, the fact was that you thought maybe you were overreacting, which means you were in a way thinking what other people were thinking of you if they mm-hmm. thought you were overreacting. And uh, what it comes down to is, you know, screw them. Like, it's... Um, I recently read this book called Boundaries, and um, they basically say that, you know, your emotions are indicators. And so when you're, you know, discomfort and, and you know, any, any sort of, like, unpleasant emotion like that emerges, whether it's anger, frustration, or, or whatever, um, read into it. Like, why are you feeling that emotion? So if you are feeling uncomfortable and you want to leave, what is making you feel that way? Why do you feel like leaving? And if you're really not okay with it, there's not a way to fix the problem, then leave. Um, yeah. It's okay to leave. It's okay to remove yourself from that situation. And if, if it's not safe <laughs> for whatever reason, then it's time to go. You know, whether yeah. whether that's a physical or emotional safety, you know, it, those are all valid. Well, I just think it's so much harder when you are intoxicated um, yeah. because with your situations... Um, does sound a little unpleasant, no, I, I, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I've never done acid, so I have nothing to relate it to. Um, but in those instances, like, do you think you are making the best decision? It's a lot yourself? of, right, it's a lot of self-checks. And you know, in, in all those scenarios, you know, whether those alarms are triggered or not. And for, I've, I've done my fair share of hallucinogens. Uh, it's been a long, long time. I'm, uh, those days are behind me, more or less. Um, but in that scenario, no, I definitely should not have driven. However, I wasn't, I didn't feel safe in that moment. You know, um, like in, in past times where I had done hallucinogens and you start to get that vibe of like, oh man, I, I need to get out of here or, or, um, something's not right. You can calm yourself down. You can, you can relax and just change the yeah, you can redirect essentially. You know, it it is depending on your level of intoxication, or or your uh, experiences with that drug, and your settings. There's a whole lot of different uh, 
I don't know, different uh, variables. But mm-hmm. ultimately, you can control that if you are well, in tune with yourself. I was way out of whack. I should not have driven. It was a poor choice. I don't recommend it. I don't condone it, of course. But I still I had to get out of that scenario. Was there an alternate solution? Probably. There was probably a different way to handle that, but at the time I didn't want to do it. So don't drive when you're on hallucinogens. <laughs> Makes I'm, sense to me. Right. I feel like all of my mistakes, my biggest mistakes, were caused from alcohol. Because <laughs> I have another that, story that, that was no bueno um, that involved alcohol. Do you want to so. share it? Yeah. I'll give an abbreviated version. We're not oh, gonna okay. we're not gonna okay. do the, the whole long touch the nipple story. Like that was probably too much. <laughs> no, no, context. that was perfect. <laughs> too much nipple. <laughs> just right yeah, that was just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so this was actually um, this was actually at a convention. This was up in uh, Ohio. Well, yeah. Ohio Con. Um, it was a colossal con up in Sandusky. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know how specific, but anyway, so I was, I was at this con and I hadn't been to this con in a really long time. Um, it was the first time I had gone and, and roomed with, um, a handful of strangers. They weren't, they, they were strangers to me, but we all had a mutual friend in the room. Um, now this mutual friend, like I had known him for years. Um, <laughs> I had actually lost my virginity to this guy. Um, like yeah years in advance and so i really didn't see a problem with you know rooming with him and his friends because i wanted to go to this con and um i just remember there was one night where we played kings and all of us got super drunk and um he like and honestly looking back this is probably some fault of mine because i didn't stop it before it got to that point um but he was trying to pull some moves like he wanted to have sex. And I had told him that I had a boyfriend and that, you know, I didn't want to have sex. Now that sounds very clear at that at the moment, but at the same time, I was actually in the same room as him. So the room setting was there was a normal hotel suite with, with you know, beds. And then there was like this conference room area where everybody else was staying with pull out couches. So I had the opportunity not to sleep in the same room as him. And and I didn't, um, despite the fact that I had a boyfriend. And um, so when he started pulling moves, I was like, no, don't, you know, please, yeah. And um, so, of course, were you, what do you want to say, Sam? Well, so, I mean, to me, if you had said no, you have a boyfriend, that's it. That's the end of the line. You would Dunzo. think, yes. I mean, and, you know, you're drunk. So, anyway. Go on. Yeah, that was kind of what I thought, too. So I don't know if he thought maybe the history that I had with him. I don't think he knew that I lost my virginity to him. I think he assumed I had sex before that. I think to this day he doesn't know that he took my V-card. Well, I kind of gave it to him. He didn't actually, like, take it. You know, that was consensual. Um, But anyway, um, so what happened is even though I turned him down... Uh, he was like, oh, you'd, you'd rather have sex with so-and-so in the other room because there was this other guy who I thought was super attractive. And me, being the drunk-ass whore that I was, said, well, yeah, I'd rather, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if yeah. given the opportunity between right. you and this hot guy, like, yeah, i go yeah, for the hot guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so what this dude ends up go- doing is he goes over to the conjoining door, opens the door, and is like, hey, blah, 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 come here. And the guy's like, what? And, and he's like, what do you think this smile means? Like, come on. So the guy comes over, 
And even though I had already said no to guy number one, um, I'll call him guy A. <laughs> I don't know, because now we've got two. Um, I said no to guy A. I never actually made that clear to guy B. I never said to guy B, hey, I turned down guy A, so you, guy B, are not actually invited. You can leave. I never I never actually said that. So next thing you know, got two guys in this room, and and uh, turned into a threesome. And so I really wasn't okay with it. I was trying to be uh, mindful of my relationship with my then boyfriend. Um, but, you know, judgment seriously is impaired with alcohol. Like, I, I tried saying no, and um, it happened anyway. And so it's the memory of it is super fuzzy. I remember just little bits. And so whenever I had mentioned to somebody, like, I had a threesome, they're like, tell me about it. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> um, but I just, I just remember at the end, they both got up and left the room. And I was like, okay. And I passed out not two seconds later. I was so tired. Um, so, yeah, that probably got a little dark because guess what? That is actually, you know. Rape and it, 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 is, it, it, so, yeah. it took me years to realize it. Like I mean, like this happened probably back in 2011 or 12. I think 2012, and I mean last year, 2019, did I actually have the realization that that was not okay? And that's why when people in the media are like, you know, why did it take this person so long to come out with this story? Because it takes that long sometimes to process and really realize. What happened was not fucking consensual. Yeah. Guy B, not necessarily. You know, whether, you know, you actively seek consent or, you know, what, what guy A, for sure, guilty as fuck. Uh, I mean, you let me know, though. I mean, from your perspective, what do you hold guy B, regardless of what I said, do you hold guy B to the same? Um, not, not really, because... I mean, yeah, yes and no. He had no way of knowing. I never told him no. Um, my body language, the fact that I was going along with it, was, he probably assumed was a yes. You know, go for it. And so, like, it, I really can't, to me, in my book, like, that, that wasn't rape. I'm really, I just hold it against guy A because I clearly told him no. And then he invited another person in the room. Yeah. No, and okay. the thing that upset me, I think, the most is we didn't even kind of talk about it the next day. He actually stopped talking to me altogether. Because he knows in his heart of hearts that was fucking grimy. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, that's, you know, that's that's his and like subconscious. Even his intention behind all of it was, like, he knew that you weren't as interested. So he was just like... I will use this other person to get to you. Like, the whole thing. Yeah. And thank you for shitty. sharing that story. Oh, you're welcome. Like, it's, like, some people, it's a really traumatic, painful event. For me, it's kind of just another story. Like, in a way, I kind of like saying, like, I was able to have a threesome because I know not many people were. And what I remember, like, I think it was fun. I, I mean, maybe, like, parts of it. Like, the fact it was happening, um, it was kind of like a... Surreal is not the right word, but I couldn't believe that I was in that situation. It was kind of like, um, in a way, it was crossing it off my bucket list. I just really wish it was consensual. Um, yeah, the first time I had a threesome, the, I was very, very distracted by the fact that I'm having a threesome. Like, so there is a fact that's a factor, but that notwithstanding, it's, it's almost still... it, because yeah, I felt a similar way with the foursome thing, which was in yeah. episode two, yeah. uh, where it's like that's all that I could think about for the most part during right. and I'm just like 
it's I, I can't even really enjoy it because I'm just like you're so distracted <laughs> by the fact yeah. that like is this really happening yes this is really happening and I'm present for it uh, in some level do you know that actually makes me feel so much better because like pretty much everything that I remember is like wow this is happening like right in, that's probably yeah. it's nice yeah. to feel like we, we said it in that episode it's nice to feel wanted by just one person but to have more than one person actively you know in that Involved. wanting you right yeah. is, is is very gratifying um, I'm sorry that it had to happen in, in that kind of scenario for you um, yeah I mean in the end like it's all good that's that's something that sometimes I think about it and and I wish that my I was able to make my body language reflect my words because um, I think I could have stopped it um, but in the end like it's it actually doesn't weigh as heavy on my heart as the Ukrainian dude who I just felt so utterly used to my core from that experience whereas this one like I don't know it just it didn't feel as bad. I, does that make any sense? It absolutely does. I mean, 100%. And it shows that there is so much more to consent. I mean, even if you enjoyed it at the time, it's irrelevant. You didn't fucking consent to it. Like, it, that's uh, very important, I think, for a lot of people to really hear and understand is that just because you're enjoying it at the time doesn't mean that you consented to it. And that changes and, and carries with somebody forever. So well put, yeah. yeah. I get that. Oh, okay. Well, and here's the kicker: the following day, uh, guy number C from the other room apparently was awake and overheard, and then asked me indirectly. It was so funny. I kind of had a hangover, and um, he offered me a pudding cup, and I was like, "Oh yes, thank you. I will eat the pudding cup." Oh, <laughs> and it was just glorious. Like I felt, I was so excited about this pudding cup. Like this guy. Knew I wanted the pudding, and he gave me pudding. Like, I don't know. It was so cool. Guy, and then, <laughs> guy number C is the real hero. You know? Yeah. Number C. That's what you said. <laughs> oh, did I say number C? Absolutely I was going to say did. guy number three, but then I noticed that we were doing A, B, so okay. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're I did fine. not. Don't I know. let that trip you up. I apologize for, call, for calling your attention to that. It's funny because I didn't even know I said it. Guy number C is my hero. Yeah. Okay. So guy number C. Yeah. yeah. Let's just roll with it. Absolutely. With it. Yeah. So guy number C, like he sounds like a hero. And at first I thought he was. Oh shit. Yeah. But then he was like, uh, he was like, so did you have fun last night? And I thought he was referring to the drinking game. I was like, yeah, it was great. And um, he was like, did you, like, did you get, did you want anybody else in the room last oh, night? Oh my God. And I was like, no, no, I'm good. It was, yeah. Fuck I was just you, was fuck like, you, no. guy number C. And he was uh. like, he was like, no, not not even me. And I was like, oh, like I was not picking up on the hints. Mm. Into, and I was like, oh, are you for real right now? Because he didn't, he did, he didn't know that Tried I to was swarm your way in with a fucking pudding cup. You son of a bitch! You, you know, had me. Damn. You fucking wrote me in with a goddamn pudding cup. It's, I fell for the pudding cup. Like, oh, why didn't I see this bastard? Cup? Like everybody else was asleep. Why wasn't he asleep? Like, fuck come on, guy number C. God, guy number C. But anyway, so um, the pudding was good, but like, <laughs> <laughs> at least we have the pudding. Oh, right. oh. I wasn't expecting that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. So that was that's the icing on the cake. There is that you know guy number C. Um, yeah. Definitely fuck guy number A. Guy A can eat a dick. Wait, okay, okay. All right. Guy yeah. A. <laughs> when you said definitely fuck, I was like... No, like, You're like, wait, what? Go, as in go to hell, guy A. Okay. And uh, I hope that somehow you get your karmic comeuppance. Guy B, Jerry's still out. But 
guys see. Ooh. Yeah. The thing is, like, I didn't really know much about guy B or number C. Um, <laughs> I really like saying that now. I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Um, for, for guy B, like, I pot- potentially, he may have had a girlfriend because I vaguely recall guy A referring to guy B's girlfriend. Um, so I don't know if that says something about him, but he didn't know why. Well, I mean, I guess he knew why he would have been called into the room from guy A. Like, there could have been collusion beforehand, but I mean, if that's, I mean, we're getting into hypotheticals at this point. Yeah. Guy C was desperate and single. So, I mean, I I don't really hold anything against him. It was just kind of annoying. But he used a goddamn pudding. Goddamn pudding. Don't, don't. Dirty at pudding. It's so pure and delicious. <laughs> it was brown. Now, so, um, what, I, I assume whenever I envision pudding, it's usually chocolate pudding. Yeah. Okay. So, With like that red, the red little pull the thing little, on yep, the top. Yep, it was that one. I don't remember the brand, but I know it's got the red foil. And then you so, lick the foil and then you, you have to eat the pudding. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, speaking about cons in general, I have never, I've been to several cons, but I've never stayed at the hotel that a con's happening at, uh, I hear that they are usually a wild time. Usually there is lots of debauchery happening. Um, just from from he- what I hear uh, in the goings-ons, this by no means excuses what's happening, but it makes me wonder how much consent is happening in these cons, you know? I mean... Mm, I mean... I feel like most, personally, I think most of it is consensual. Um, That experience was actually like the first time I've ever, you know, did the, you know, the, the, lost my words here. Con experience or? (laughs) Uh, No, it's a, like, um, drugs, alcohol, and sex. Because we we smoked weed that night. We hotboxed in a car. I kind of forgot about that. Surprise. Um, But, so like, that was the first con I've gone to where I actually participated in all those things. All the previous ones, I went with a different group of friends and we're all, you know, good boys and girls, goody two shoes. Like, we don't cross those lines. And, um, but I know that, I agree with you that, you know, the word is that a lot of this stuff does happen at cons, you know, sex, drugs, and alcohol. And um, I think there is almost like an expectation that when you go to a con, you will experience that. So I think people are very open-minded to those experiences. Sure, sure. And, and therefore, that's why I'm thinking that's it a, would be consensual. Right, you're going there looking for it, but at what point, like in your scenario, just because you're present for the con doesn't mean you sign up for that, you know, behavior necessarily true uh and you might be just going along with it so it again it circles back to those self checks of am i okay with this what's happening Mm -hmm. you know so it Mm -hmm. seems like it's really the moral of the story is to have frequent self checks yeah and to be okay with accepting that you're not comfortable and removing yourself from the situation yeah it doesn't whatever is happening it doesn't matter if you think you're being rude get out of the situation if you don't feel safe or comfortable whether it's physically emotionally or mentally i absolutely love that if this is the moral of the story this was a good story because yeah Yeah. people will need to hear that message um listen to your emotions and act accordingly you know do that self-check understand what it is that you're feeling they even have like those little emotion wheels have you guys seen those no they're like choose your how you're feeling yeah the mood 
what is it called like mood chart or yeah it's like a mood chart but they like put it in like a wheel so it starts out with like some sort of happy category and then it gives you like a breakdown of you know elated um you know like just all these other joyous grateful yeah, yeah, yeah. all that good jovial. stuff so you yeah. can jovial oh <laughs> it's your go-to yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like jovial, jovial. oh do you okay yeah, i word. haven't heard that one in a while um <laughs> but what i appreciate about that is you can understand what it means to feel each of those so being really in tune with your emotions and and yeah just really understanding them um can help when it comes to doing those self-checks yeah that's yeah, actually a, a good point too because uh before we were recording we were talking about how language can kind of change our perception of things and oftentimes uh just having the vocabulary to be able to describe a certain thing will allow you to understand it a bit better so same thing with emotions and there was actually uh i, I was listening to some podcast i don't remember which one it was but uh there are actual emotions that only exist in certain cultures like there's um there's this one I, I don't remember the place or what language but there's like a word for this kind of like it's it's like a mournful sadness that comes out in this like very intense energy it's like when you're so sad that you just roar it's like that kind of thing Interesting. Um, and there's a word for that emotion and that word or that the ability to describe that emotion uh, specifically because even even what I said doesn't accurately represent what this is um, is unique to the specific culture and the specific language and so much so that that emotion is experienced more by these people they because they have a word for it yeah yeah but like yeah. they they also it's like ingrained in their their traditions oh. their understandings their stories and things like that and uh, I feel like emotions are the same way where if we if we only have like a specific way of describing things am I happy or am I sad then we can only really process the way that we're feeling by those terms but if we have okay am I happy but then what degree of happiness is it am I jovial am I elated am I relaxed like there's there's some more minutia yeah, yeah it's the same thing with uh I mean, with gender, sexuality, I feel, where if we understand something in these binary terms, we can only understand something in those binary terms. But the more that we allow for the spectrum or the minutia, the more that those things can kind of exist within ourselves and uh, within our experience. And so, yeah, it, I, I do think it's important to be in tune with not only how we're feeling, but... Uh, how we understand those feelings and the reason for it and how we process and interpret that i i feel like that would help us make more informed decisions <laughs> uh, <laughs> no i agree and actually i really love what you said about how different cultures have um different emotions or, or like at least a word for it a way to to describe it and label it and stuff um, and I hate, I, I don't necessarily like using the word label because people, I don't know. I feel like there's a negative comment connotation on that, you but they identify, I <laughs> identify. Okay. I, I like that. Um, but that is something that I read once upon a time about identifying, labeling, uh, your emotions. If you're, if you are feeling upset, like sit with that, like really analyze what you're feeling. And then, and then they say, um, you know, the 
ominous they, just the random they, you know, <laughs> whatever. They're always saying they, things. They always say <laughs> things. Um, but they they do say that um, by labeling your emotion and pinpointing what it is that you're feeling, it helps you to better cope with it and to better deal with it and how to get over it. So, um, Two things. Yeah. One, the most, I think, well-known or possibly uh, at least uh, in recent times, uh, example of different cultures having different emotions and identifying words and language would be schadenfreude as German <laughs> for experiencing happiness at somebody else's suffering. It's a very specific emotion. Uh, and, but there are many, you know, obviously the, the sad roar is I'm excited to learn that, that word and hopefully one day experience that sad roar. Uh, not that I like to be sad, but anyways, it's an intense, Clearly, it yeah, sad like roar, it. yeah. But uh, I've experienced plenty of Schadenfreude in my day. But yes, to to be able to to identify those emotions in a very specific fashion is important because you can pinpoint that, and the more data you collect, you can accurately identify how you feel about the situation. Uh, be it gender, you know, the more language we have for gender, uh, not only are you educating yourself for your friends, but you can educate yourself for yourself. You know, the more I learn about it, the more I can, I can help identify who I am as a, as a being. So. Right. That's so true. Yep. That's a good point. Make self checks and educate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think this is a good point. I think we've, we've definitely gone on a journey and thank you very much again for, for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, I'm so glad that I actually had this opportunity. Like. This, it, it felt good to kind of talk about some of this stuff, you know, it, it's, it's not like I'm going to talk about this stuff with my parents, you know? Right? <laughs> yeah. And that's, again, that's why we're here is that it's so important to get these stories out, whether it's with a friend, whether it's with us here at the show, if you want to write in, if you want to call in, feel free, please do that. Um, is there anything you'd like to share with the audience? Any parting words of wisdom or anything you'd like to express? Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah, you deserve it. Eat that pudding. Eat, <laughs> Eat the pudding. pudding. Eat pudding. the chocolate pudding. Enjoy every bite. You deserve it. And then have another cup tomorrow. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Podcast with Benefits. If you enjoyed this show, please rate, follow, and or subscribe to The Podcast with Benefits wherever podcasts are distributed. Please reach out to us by writing an email to bemorethanfriends at gmail.com, commenting on mtfproductions.com, or finding us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash bemorethanfriends. One day, we hope to do this for a living. To help make that dream come true, please donate what you can to our show at mtfproductions.com. Your donations help us purchase better equipment, more merchandise, and fun special events. Please share this show with somebody that you love. Thank you so much. Butt rubs. Butt rubs. <laughs> Butt rubs. Butt rubs. Butt rubs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> with Bakchin. Sounds awful. <laughs> but I might be in there. What's up with Bakchin? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just imagining.
in the anatomy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of, yeah, okay. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I love how into that butt you got your butt like, rubs. <laughs> butt rubs. Well, butt I'm rubs. looking at the word butt because I was thinking about <laughs> if I wanted to say back rubs with a butt chin or just butt chin. Like, that's his name, butt chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a, like a bad show on TV. Like, <laughs> it does. Tonight on back rubs with butt chin. 